What's up, everybody? Sorry we're late for like the fourth week in a row. We got we got a lot of personalities that just like to talk over here. And we try to get ourselves situated and it doesn't really work all that well. But we're here regardless, right, you guys? So sure. as always, I'm Brianna. I'm your host. This is Time Out with You Stadium. I've got Nick and Frankie with me, and we have a whole list of stuff to talk about. So you guys want to just dive on into it? We got a pretty big topic, number one. Let's do it. Ready? Let's all right. go. So the big story in the sports world, as we all know, is this whole thing surrounding Deshaun Watson. The reports are that there's going to be up to 20, maybe even more, civil suits coming out against him for sexual harassment of Houston area women. And while we aren't going to cast any judgment because we don't know enough information to do that. We also are a sports podcast and we still need to talk about the sports aspect of these big life things. So that's what we're going to try to do. And we're going to try to keep it as much sports as possible. But that being said, all of this stuff is pretty serious. Like these allegations aren't to be taken lightly. And if you were a GM in the spot of potentially trading for Deshaun Watson, where do you kind of stand right now? Do you think his value has decreased or you still in the same spot where you would do it without a doubt? Where do you guys stand on this? I'll pass it to Frankie first. Yeah. I mean, this whole situation is, is, uh, is a difficult one because there's a side of me that knows how good of a football player Deshaun Watson is. And uh, throughout his career, from college till now in the NFL, he's had no character issues. I mean, all we've heard from Deshaun is that he has been a pioneer off the field. He's helped tons of foundations and charities. He's done a ton for the Houston community. So um, all you really know at this point is he's arguably a top five quarterback and he's young and he can lead a franchise and he has up until this point, no character concern. So that's a dream scenario for a team to want to trade for, especially a team like the Jets um, or the Dolphins maybe or others that are looking for their franchise quarterback. I mean, that's a dream come true. However, when you have 20-plus women coming out with these allegations and if you read some of the reports and the defamation suits, there's something weird about this guy a little bit. There is. I mean – just calling a spade a spade. I mean, some of the stuff you're reading, normal people really don't do on a on a weekly, it seems like, basis for this guy. I mean, the reports were going from as recent as a few months ago and saying that the women that had contacted Deshaun, he contacted them again and he told his friends or others to contact them. So what's going on? He is a quiet guy. And listen, we like him a lot at U Stadium. We've DM'd him many times. He's responded to us. We know some of his agents. They're good people. They really are. They're very nice. They're cool. We have laughs with them. I mean, they're, they're good, good quality people, you know, from what we know. But you don't know sometimes with some of this dark stuff and some insecurities that people go through, it can potentially shed light as to some issue that he has that he may need to work on. And yeah, I think overall it is going to bring his value down. You're giving him the keys to a franchise. You're making him the the unquestioned leader of your of your team. And when you're talking about billions of dollars on the line, and 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 now it's you know uh, in terms of what the franchise is valued at, you don't want a bad look out there. Plus all the picks that are going to be uh, needed for him to 
for, for a team to bring him in. Um, yeah, he's it, 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 it's it's not anymore for me a sure thing for first round picks. It was at a point I'm not there anymore. I'm not at four first round picks, no questions asked. I'm going to give up the second pick, Zach Wilson, and I'm going to give up three future ones. I, I, it, it's not a slam dunk anymore for me. So that's just yeah. I think, I think it's well said, Frank. I think you know you touched on a lot of things, and we do want to be careful with what we do accuse him of, or obviously don't want to accuse any of the women that were you know brought up in this uh, situation as well. So you know you do want to kind of you know at least show respect to both sides here before jumping in right. on anything. And and you know the question was asked on our Instagram, and I commented because I truly feel this way. And this is again not me shedding light or or, sh- or you know accusing anybody of lying or accusing anybody of not you know being truthful here. But I am waiting for more information. I've been able to um, use some of my networks, our network that we have here at U Stadium, to speak to people who have more information than we do, and and the you know general you know public does. So um, I was privy to, to some other information that people on both sides told me. And using my judgment on the situation, and like Frank said, we were able to speak with Deshaun. Obviously, we don't know him personally, in you know, in depth like that. Um, I was able to chat with some of, you know, the people close to him, you know, very in depth, and and they said, look, like this was a complete like shock to them as well. And you know, I spoke to people even back at his Clemson days, reporters, um, scouts, or people who worked on the football program, and they were like there is no bigger surprise to us than this story because a guy like Deshaun Watson, there wasn't even a parking ticket or a a public summons or a, you know, him getting trouble at a frat party. There wasn't even any kind of allegations like that. This, this guy was as crystal clear of an image as you can get. Um, That being said, we don't know what people do when the lights are off or when the doors are closed or what happens in their personal lives. So to say that we know everything about Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to sit here and say that. Um, but some of the information that I was able to, you know, obtain and, and hear from people that there were some shady stuff behind the scenes that someone did approach Deshaun's marketing agent um, and say, hey, give me $30,000 or I'm going to say X, Y, and Z. So there were some blackmail out there. There was blackmail out there. There was some, you know, weird stuff going on behind the scenes before before this did come, you know, to fruition. And also some of the people that you know, this person who went with the blackmail or accused of, of blackmailing, um, the people that they hang out with is a little shady and in question. So the situation is obviously serious. We take it serious. I'm not joking around about it. Brie, Frank, the same, obviously. Um, that's why we don't want to go too in depth because we just don't really know what happened and we don't want to be the ones right, to exactly. like assume that we do. But if it were me and the question was, would I still trade for him? It's, it's yes, because I don't think he's not going to play in the league anymore. I don't think he's going to end up in prison for years or something along those lines. I think it will, you know, what it will do is definitely hurt the timeline of a trade because teams are going to have to say, look, I'm not going to trade for this guy if he's going to be suspended six games or if he's going to end up on the commissioner exemplist for, you know, X amount of weeks, months, or, you know, weeks into the season. So I think it's definitely something that, that will impact his, you know, value to a team in trades, whether it's like Frank said, not giving up multiple ones or, um, team you know i'm sure there are teams that have backed out altogether some teams take things a lot more serious like i know for example the jets a few years ago when mike mccagnan was here his wife was one of like the you know main spokeswomen of of you know sexual abuse and and assault and whatnot and 
there was no way Mike McCagney would have went in and traded for Deshaun Watson with these allegations, even if they weren't true, just the fact that there was a situation that was under investigation. So there will be teams that say, hey, I'm not even – I'm not doing it. It's too much of a risk. I don't know the timeline. We have four weeks until the draft. There's no way we're going to get to the bottom Nick, of this. question right now, Nick, and, and yeah. Bree too. You're the Jets right now, second overall pick. It's going to be Zach Wilson, let's say. Let's assume. Are you trading second? Zach Wilson and three future ones right now. Take it or leave it. I, I don't. I don't think you are, Nick. I think if that deal comes on your desk, you're you're you're, you're not going to take it. And I'm I'm I I'm probably going to take it potentially because I don't like Zach Wilson as much as you do. But um, you have to think about it. There was a point when 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 nobody really thought about it. It was like yes, yes, yes. I'm taking. Deshaun Watson, I'm giving mm-hmm. up two and three ones. I will do it right now, this instant. Um, that's not the case, right? What do you What are you thinking, Nick? I I would do it just because, like, just because of, and these NFL teams have a lot more, um, you know, a lot more uh, people behind the scenes. They they talk with like the FBI when they do these like in depth security checkups on on draft players, let alone a player like in a situation like this. So they'll have a lot more information than we do. I mean, I, I would guess. So they would know a lot better, but I, I would still do it because again, I think he's going to play. I think he's done enough good in his life and his career to, you know, give him at least a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here, unless there is like hardcore evidence that this happened. And, you know, there's the, the you know, cause this still hasn't gone to the, to the Houston police. They even sent out a tweet and said, Hey, we, we don't have any of this information from, what this age, uh, this attorney is is accusing of, or what he says he has. So, until this does get to that point, I would still do it because I I tend to believe that Watson isn't some you know what are the what do they even call him like a uh, like a predator. predator at this point? Yeah, I don't think he's some kind of predator. I just yeah. I could be totally wrong, and in a couple of weeks we could say, oh shit, this guy is is exactly who these women are accusing him of, and I'll look like an idiot, but I, I I'd be willing to at least take the chance, you know, and, and, and do that. But again, I'm not a, a GM of an NFL team who has to put his you know, job on the line and reputation, I guess, as someone who does this as a podcast and does media stuff, it is, but I tend to lean towards believing um, that Watson isn't some kind of like sexual predator, but uh, who, who knows? I hope and this, not. The, right. And this, this situation I've seen as just being, a fan of who I'm a fan of. I've seen a lot of comparisons on social media to the Robert Kraft thing. And I just want to kind of like squash that right then and there. The Robert Kraft thing, Hmm. he got, you know, he got a handy. It happened. He's, (laughs) he's guilty of what he did, whether the video comes out or not. Yeah. Like it's okay. So can we not try to compare the two things? One of them was a legit, prostitution ring that he was caught up in okay whatever gross um this whole Deshaun Watson thing it's civil suits first of all which with my limited knowledge of college courses that I have taken civil suits are usually for money right criminal suits and things like that or when you go to court trial shit like that that's as much as I paid attention in my civics class yeah, so th- that's what they're saying. It's like, well, why doesn't Watson just write a check and end all of this? Well, 
because if he then knows that, in his mind that he didn't do this, then why right, would he admit exactly. to it? He's already he's paying um, this lawyer who is a lawyer for Roger Clemens was a lawyer for AP. I mean, this guy is as as you know as resume as anybody, and, and he's already probably paying him a few million dollars. I'm sure he's not going to want to cut some checks to you know because then you'll start to hear oh there's. 20 other women who want to get on board with this and, and right. you know, have a check cut here. So he's not, I don't think he's going to be in a situation where he's just going to say that. Cause that's almost like admitting guilt and he's already taken Absolutely. enough. Yeah. Absolutely. He's taken it on the chin in terms of his image that's gone out the window. So I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's just going to kind of say, Hey, yeah, here's a check to these 12, 15 accusers and be done with it because it's still, it's still on his image. I think he's out there to fight for his image right now at this point, cause he doesn't believe he's done anything wrong. So. Yeah. And again, it's, that's, it's that's, not to say, that's not to say that we aren't taking this seriously, that we aren't believing the accusers, because as of right now, that's all we have is we have mm -hmm. the accusations from these women and we have what Deshaun has said. And in situations like this, you're supposed to, I know a lot of people I've seen in sports worlds don't like to do this. You're supposed to side with the accuser until you're proven wrong because the victim shaming when it comes to situations like this is way too much. It's very unnecessary and it makes it hard for people to come forward when things actually happen. So yeah, sure. with that being said, we're going to move on from this. I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon. So right. I, I'm assuming next week we'll have an update. And we'll have more to talk about. So, but for now, something a little lighter, it's too nice. Right. To be yeah. For now, frustrated I think, and upset about I stuff. think we're going to move on. So, Free agency, we had a big week last week. The ball kept rolling. Juju is back. That was our big topic last week, and now he's back with the Steelers. But he did visit with an in-division rival and kind of just turned him down. So this isn't the first time that this has happened with the Ravens. What's going on with the Ravens? Why doesn't anybody want to play there? I think it's simple. I mean, why are you going to take a one-year deal if you're Juju? Because, look, a lot of these players you saw take a one-year deal because they want to wait for this salary cap increase, for this COVID season to end. The cap will jump over to $200 million next year, whereas it was 182 this year. And you saw some of these good players signing, you know, for deals that you're like, wow, why didn't my team go get this guy? I don't think a guy like Juju – and T.Y. Hilton, who turned down more money to return uh, to go to Baltimore, he returned to Indy and a multi-year deal for T.Y. They don't want to put a one-year tryout out there with a team that runs the ball 57% of the time, and you know you're going to – you're not going to have a 1,000-yard season. Baltimore receivers just don't have 1,000 yards receiving in that offense. It's not a knock on Lamar Jackson, even though I don't think he's that great – but for me, I would rather go to Pittsburgh where they're throwing the ball 65% of the time or Indianapolis where you know Frank Reich wants to throw the ball. I'm going to go there. I'm going to juice up my stats, and I'm going to hit next year in free agency where this cap is going to go through the roof, and I'm going to try and get a big deal next year. Maybe I'll go to Baltimore after that where I got a you know three-, four-year deal where I can make $16, $15, 16000000 million a year. But for now, what Juju did – familiarity of Pittsburgh. He loves the fans. He, he knows that his, you know, even though his shtick that he does with the TikTok and everything doesn't, you know, rub everybody the right way, but some fans like it. The younger kids like it. The, the younger generation on Xbox and these Twitch games that he, he's big on, you know, they, they like what he's doing. He, he created a brand for himself. Let's be honest. He's not a top 10 receiver, but he's one of the most well-known receivers in football. And that's because of the, his brand. So, um, 
I think it was smart for him to go back to Pittsburgh. I know people are like, why didn't you just go to Kansas City? I think he's trying to either sign a long-term deal in Pittsburgh because that's where he wants to be and that's where he's comfortable, or he just wants to go and have a big one year in an offense where Ben's in his last year. He's probably just going to chuck it up everywhere and hit the market next year and try and get a bigger deal. By the way, can I say – well, I'm going to say something. Um, <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster is a punk. That's it. He's, okay. he's, he's not very right. smart. You loved him last a, week. He's not a very confident guy. Yeah, because he did exactly what I what I predicted against. He made me look like an idiot also. Oh, I said he's not going to sign a one-year deal with, with the Steelers. A day later, <laughs> he signs a one-year deal with the Steelers. Um, no, Juju's a punk. That's what's what it comes down to. He uh, he doesn't have he doesn't have kahunas like I said, like I've been saying about him. He could have went to Baltimore and been something, been one could've of them guys. Someone. He could have been uh, could have went to Kansas City. I mean, that's a perfect opportunity. You have Patrick Mahomes literally gifting you a thousand yards. It's a gift, and you go back to uh, Pittsburgh, who didn't even really want you, and they convinced you to come back with five hundred k. Literally, that's how they like got him like to say, "Okay, I'll do it." They gave you 500k, dude. You're like talking about a receiver that had 1,400 yards at a point with with Pittsburgh in the season, 111 receptions, and 500k tilted it for you, man. You went back to the people that talk about you and make fun of you. They all laugh at you. Even the fans in Pittsburgh don't even like you anymore, and you're going back. And then he comes out with a statement saying, "Oh, look who's back! I'm back, everybody. Don't worry, I'm not leaving." You're not leaving because you had no other choice. You were, you were desperate over 500K, dude. He's a punk. That's pathetic. That's It's one of the most <laughs> pathetic things I've ever seen. You could have been a somebody in Baltimore. And don't give me Lamar Jackson can't pass or whatever. Look what he does with Mark Andrews. Lamar Jackson's throwing to Hollywood Brown as the number one wide receiver. He'll get his number one wide receiver, and the guy will get 1,000 yards. It's going to come. I, I don't know who it's going to be, but it'll happen. But um, he should have went to Baltimore. He easily should have went to Kansas City. But he would have been a but third option in Kansas City. Uh, whatever. I mean, even so, Nick, a third option in Kansas City is worth. Uh, can you can get a, you can be a, you can get a thousand yards as a third option in Kansas City. Um, so, and he ends up going back to Pittsburgh. I mean, for five hundred for five hundred k. Granted, I would take five hundred k in a heartbeat. I'm 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 no one to talk <laughs> about five hundred k, but. <laughs> This guy, a wide receiver, an NFL caliber, number one wide receiver, got convinced to go back to the people that didn't want him, obviously, and they waited till the last minute, and he was desperate, and they gave him 500 candies back, and he does like, I, you know, I'm not effing leaving, like, the whole, like, Wolf of Wall Street that thing is or whatever. Played out too, it is, it really oh, is. Oh, you got to stop, man. That's like five years old. Yeah, Juju, just to me, he, he it's clear the way he acts off the field and some of his issues it, 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 through these negotiations. You just see someone just – I just think it's he's a immature. bad decision. Yeah, he is immature. He's definitely that's exactly immature. Perfect yeah, that, way that's to put what it. it is, and, and, and it definitely plays to, like, the kind of image that he wants. Like, I'm the cool, like, hipster kid. Like, I'm still – you know, he is 23 or 24 years old still, so he is young. But he plays to that crowd, and look, he create like I said, he created a really big brand for himself. So credit to him on that. But in terms of playing football, you got a lot of guys around the league, def- especially defensive players, who are like lining up and licking their chops to get to get a shot on this dude. So I'm sure a lot of the Bengals defenders, the Ravens defenders, they're excited that he's back because they want to, you know, once he goes over the middle, I'm sure they're looking forward to hitting him. But I mean, oh yeah, it, it makes sense to me. Like I said, it's a weird off season. It'll probably be another weird year next year. So. 
he just went back to somewhere that he was comfortable with. And like I told Jet fans, he was not coming here. They were never interested in him. And they make they have Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, who are arguably both, I would say, maybe right. better for Chase, that system than he is. Claypool's Chase Claypool's better than dealing, he's dealing with his own stuff right now. So oh yeah, the TMZ got him too. Yeah. God, for what I, I I I didn't it was, even see it. He what really happened? like didn't do anything, but he was yeah, involved he was, in a bar fight. He's another soft one. He's he's just like Juju. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He was outside of a bar. Claypool's, and he was Claypool's like good, somebody. man. Yeah, he's definitely talented. Yeah. <laughs> he can't catch the ball. <laughs> Tomlin, Tomlin loves benching that dude. It's in the that's a Pittsburgh's a weird team, man. They're in a weird spot. Yeah, they are. They really are. They've gone downhill. That 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 elite franchise they used to be is not the same. I'm sure it's Splash is loving that. <laughs> He's sitting back there typing all the yes, yeah, I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> Splash is Splash complains that I'm so mean about the Ravens all the time. He thinks I have some kind of like vendetta against his Ravens, so I wanted to throw him a little bit here. I agree with you, Mamoon. Juju is not by the way. One. If you go to the Steelers depth chart, they don't have a running back listed as their first team running well, back. Well, we talked about it's it. James Connor is still a free agent. Yeah, it's just empty. Like for the Pittsburgh Steelers to go into you know a season and a free mm-hmm. agency without even having a listed number one running back, I haven't seen in twenty years. So the that's days very of interesting. And Le'Veon Bell are long gone. Yeah, man. Even no, Rashard, even Rashard Mendenhall had some good seasons. They had, they had, they had a pretty good. They had some sneaky good running backs throughout. Even the the other kid they had too. Um, the speedster, what was his name? That that was good there for for a couple of years. Um, they had they had some good. Uh, not Dree Archer. Who Dree was Archer who was it? It was kind of terrible. Who was that? I remember it during the show and be like, yeah, yeah, we'll come out of nowhere with it. We're moving on. So second <laughs> of free agency though. Uh, more names got signed. Willie more Parker. guys are going to new places. <laughs> Sorry, did we get it? Willie Parker. <laughs> Willie Parker. Willie, big Willie Parker. Yes, that's All right. the guy. So, like I said, more names got signed. New faces, new places. Some old friends sticking around. What is your best day two and beyond signing? I know who mine is. I think we all know who mine is. But say it. Go ahead, you take mine, it. Mine is David Andrews. And everybody, yep. especially Nick. Well, that's an effing surprise. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was for sure. That was a great one. Actually, I did say last week on the show when we went through the the little heated argument we had, if you want to call it that, <laughs> was that, look, he's not gone yet, and I wouldn't be surprised right. if he went back. That's true. So, you but I did, did say that. That's for them letting their – I did say initially that they let their two best linemen go. So I do retract that, but go the floor is yours. There we go. No, I I think it's huge for them. I agree. He took he took way less money than he was offered from other teams to stick around. So there goes the whole nobody wants to play for Belichick. Nobody will take less money to stay in New England. How much narrative. how much money are we talking, Bree? How much? It wasn't money? a big uh, deal at all. Like a hundred thousand less. <laughs> no, I've seen. No, it was a good chunk. It was a, a decent. Did he sign on for like eight, eight, seven or eight million? His. I think it's like nine. Yeah, well, when Lindsley like got 11 nine, nine or 12, half. he took, you know, unless he but, priced himself out of Miami and then he did the whole, like, yeah. I'm coming back kind of thing and make himself look better. But I think it was huge that he went back. Yeah, the Pats did a better job of retaining their own guys or bringing back old guys than they did bringing in new guys, except and for James Hunter, White. James White. Yeah, back that was big too. Year. That's huge. I was afraid. I think I still think Pittsburgh would have been a good landing spot for him, but I'm glad. I think so. 
obviously glad he's back. I think that's huge for to get Cam going. I I'm sure as the season gets closer. Is Cam going to be the quarterback? You think? No. Uh, like yes. No. I think they have something up their sleeve. I think they have a potential deal sleep in place on Jimmy already. Garoppolo. I'm telling Until you, it might I be see, that might be it. I I so I heard Diana Rossini say that today too. Until I see Jimmy Garoppolo's ass on a plane here, I'm saying it's Cam. He does because I'm so ass. tired of all of the speculation. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. Yeah, like he, it's week, not going to be Cam Week One. Bree, it's, it's just weird. The it, roster, but. It's weird that they're getting all these wide receivers, tight ends, a, a, a pass catching no, running back like James White. Like they're just signing, and they're and arguably they're signing, you know, fast deals. And White took less money than I think he could have gotten. So what's going on yeah. there? Offensive, the offensive linemen are taking less money. More suited for yeah. Jimmy G than it is Cam. Jimmy G would be good. The running backs that they brought in is suited for Jimmy G. Belichick's waiting, man. That's his uh. That's his boy wonder. He's just waiting for the the Niners yeah. to to move on. I'm just until it actually happens, I'm sticking my guns with Cam because I hear you. I, I can't I can't sit here and the people here. Can I just go on a little rant about fans, please? You got her. Yes. The people here act like Cam Newton killed their firstborn child just because he had a bad season, and I get that we were spoiled. We had 20 years of Tom Brady, and you're never going to see something like that ever again. One bad year, and people are acting like it's the end of the freaking world. And that can't is that the vibe? Like, the like devil people don't like him. People, people hate don't like him out there. Really? People hate him. You would think that Bill Belichick signed. I don't know. Think of the worst person in the entire world, and Bill Belichick Martin just Sanchez. signed him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I, I I think it has to. I think it definitely has to do with uh, the replacement factor. Like you know, anybody who would come in and replace Brady was going to have to deal with a right. lot of criticism. Yeah, I think and 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 Cam Cam being like a flamboyant person, he's like very you know flaunty, and he wears weird shit, and he says weird stuff, and he types weird. So that that kind of like it was the opposite of the Belichick way and the Patriot way clashing. And I think that had to do with the Brady thing and a weird season. And I think it just had to do with all that. And you guys not expecting, you know, to miss the playoffs. So I think that that's probably what it is. And one more thing. And then I will, we'll get into your guys's best side. Oh yeah. The free. Um, yeah. I, I completely stole this segment. I'm sorry. Okay. I am exhausted of this Mac Jones talk. <laughs> sorry. I'm just tired. Frank loves Mac Jones. One of our one of our interns loves Mac Jones. He talks I'm about tired him of it day and night. Um, no, this is what happened with, in my opinion, with Cam. I just think he's a bit, bit showy. Likes right. to show off. He likes to be the you know the big you know big man on campus kind of car, which is fine when you're when you're doing well. But when you're when not you're doing MVP. well, it's 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 gonna be something that people are gonna be like. You know, you're always showing off and then when things aren't going well you're you're pissy and and people all, people are gonna jump the, on you when when you're when you're at your low and that's what they're doing right now. I all I listen, the angry I, I, old white men in Boston media too. That's that, that's, that's where it. they pigeonhole him. That's where they yeah, pigeonhole him. He doesn't fit that he doesn't fit that town necessarily. I mean nobody fits this not, town. Not the, media the, in this, <laughs> the media in this town are the most miserable people. And for what? For what? Yeah, yeah. The town has seen so much winning, and they're still miserable. Well, you're it's spoiled. Ridiculous. 
They're spoiled you brats in Boston. Yeah, but like they act like us being spoiled brats like isn't even a thing. It's, yeah. it's you should listen well, to like, nobody the, likes the drive guys. time radio. I have, and nothing better than listening to Boston Radio after a Big Pat's loss. God, it's I, so I turn it on and I fall asleep to it. It's music to my ears. Ugh, it makes me sick. Anyway, sorry, I just like who's your favorite thing? Phase two free agency uh, signing. You don't want to know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it's uh, I am a big fan of what the Giants have been doing this entire free agency. So I think they uh, they're bringing in good quality uh, pieces, and I, lo- I love what they did with uh, Adoree Jackson. You look at someone who was one of the top corners on the mar- you know, on the market. They got a good deal for him. They needed defense, and they want to be tough. They want to build a culture there that's about uh, winning and being and and being tough. They want to bring back what the old Giants teams had, and 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 I think Adoree Jackson fits that that well. So I think that was a great sign. I didn't expect him to go there. When they were rumored to bring him in, uh, you see Gettleman and Judge are doing a good job. When they bring guys in, in, into the building, they convince them to want to sign with uh, with them. So that that was a great signing of Dory Jackson. I'm 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 a big fan of it. Yeah, I think I think what you saw was a guy in Gettleman who knew his job was on the line. Um, and people have been critical of him every step of the way here as a Giants GM. And yeah, the the, the moves he's made hasn't ended up with a winning with winning records a lot but I thought he's I, I think he does a good job in free agency like he's better in pro free agency than he is in the college draft that's for sure yeah you know, James Bradbury last year bringing in a Dory with Logan Ryan Peppers and Bradbury I mean that's a really solid defensive backfield so um I agree I thought that was a good move obviously Kenny Galladay too Kyle Rudolph they went they went kind of crazy on the the second tier but I, I love Anthony Harris to the Eagles for a one-year, five million dollar deal. I know, like the analytics and and all these guys are saying, oh, he lost some, he lost a step. He doesn't, he's not as rangy as he used to be. I still think he's such a heady player, smart player that he'll make up for a lot of what he lost in speed on the field with just his instincts. I think he's a great leader. I think he was one of the best safeties in football just two years ago. I don't think he just lost it overnight. So. I thought what the Eagles did bring him in this late in free agency on a one-year, $5 million deal, literally no risk at all. He was in our top five free agents before the whole thing started. He was our – I think he was our number one free agent available on last week's show, I think we mentioned too. So, What do you think I it mean, is with him, Nick, that he's not getting these offers though? I mean, one-year, $5 million for his caliber. I mean, PFF's had him in the top five at his position, I think, over the last couple of years. Why is he not getting more money? Because he had a really – he had a rough year last year. Um, wasn't great. Lost a step, you could tell was a little hesitant to kind of throw his body around a bit. You know, he was, he was physical, but you know, last year it kind of looked like he pulled up a bit. So I don't know if he was playing with an injury. I don't know if he was just not in the greatest of shape because there was no camp or preseason, but I think it was so well worth the risk for an Eagles team. Who's, you know, who definitely needs some talent back there. They've kind of gutted their roster a bit and kind of heading towards a, a rebuild in Philly. So I thought that was such a great, I was shocked to hear just a, you know, when I saw him on the market, I'm like, Oh, this guy's holding out for a huge deal. He's got to be. And then to see him just land a one-year, $5 million deal with a team that's not expected to be great next year, why doesn't a contending team go and pick this guy up? I thought he would have been – I thought he would have signed with – like, why is Dallas – I know they got Keanu Neal. should have been all over this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he can make plays. He. I even wanted the Jets to maybe take a look at him. Yeah. I don't know – if he was necessarily the best fit with with May, uh, I mean May's May getting here, tagged but... for ten and a half million dollars this year, and this guy's making five. You're telling me that 
you wouldn't rather have him back there? I mean, I know they're different players, but still, this they this are, guy yeah, can play, man. Yeah, he can. He's a playmaker. He's been uh, he's been making plays. And as we were saying, no, just before on PFF, if you look, go back and look at the stats over the last, I would say, three or four years, you'll see that uh, he's ranked in the top five of of for his position, basically mm-hmm. religiously. It's like every time I yeah, go on there, yeah, and I love him. He's literally there all the time, and I'm like, this guy just makes plays over and over again. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how he does next year. Maybe he'll get a bigger deal come you know next off season. So. We got some of the signings that happened in uh, the tier two on the bottom there. Chris Carson, your boy, Frank, back to Seattle. <laughs> uh, Keanu Neal picked Dallas over the Jets. Uh, Kyle Fuller got cut after they tried to trade him, signed with Denver in like two seconds. Sheldon Rankins to the Jets. Deshaun Jackson to the Rams. T.Y. back to Indy and Will Fuller to Miami. You like that, Frank? Will Fuller, I do like. I just don't understand. One-year deal, though, playing with Tua seems a little bit weird given that Will Fuller is a vertical receiver, and you're playing with a quarterback that doesn't have a big arm. Mm -hmm. So like we were talking about Nelson Aguilar going to the Patriots playing with Cam Newton, Aguilar's a vertical receiver, and Cam's not – hasn't shown lately that his arm is still able to get the ball downfield. So I didn't know – the the fit does (laughs) – No, the fit just doesn't make much sense to me. Will Fuller – uh, Tua's not making uh, not that throw he's making, but Tua's not making the throws you're going to see if you just pop in a Will Fuller highlight tape. I mean, Fuller, right. you got to get some air under those those passes. He's he's fast. He's not an underneath receiver. He's an over the top, and he's one of the best over the top receivers. Yeah, by the way, when he's healthy, I love yeah. when he's healthy. He's amazing. He can he can fly, man. He's like, he's, he's, he's one of the best at what he Al does. Al Green so. Bay didn't sign him is like beyond the that doesn't make I don't know any what the hell they're me. doing. And, and we'll get into Green Bay later. Like, it it was just like, a perfect situation. Yeah. And look at a guy like MVS, Marquise Valdez-Scantlin. He's only good Marquise Valdez-Scantlin because he plays with Aaron Rodgers. You put Marquise Valdez-Scantlin on basically 30 other teams he not would not league. even make. I don't even think he would get <laughs> snaps with the starting team w- with the ones that. But when you're with Rodgers and you're fast, he's got such a good deep ball. He's going to get you the ball exactly where you want it, 35, 40 yards downfield. Fuller is just a perfect mix for 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 that for what Rodgers is and, and having Adams across from you. I don't know what they're smoking in Green Bay, but th- literally that team. They are costing themselves Super Bowls. They could have won I the agree. Super Bowl last year. They could have won it last year, and they're they're just making weird moves. I like Jordan Love out of college, but why are you bringing him in? Rodgers just won an MVP. Doesn't that look pretty stupid at this point? I don't know what they're doing, honestly, but they've been making move after move that just is mind-boggling. Agreed. I don't mind it because, as has been said on the show, I am not an Aaron Rodgers fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> what happened so, with you and Aaron Rodgers? I feel uh, like something not happened. Not a fan. Not a fan. Did something happen? Something no, happened. I'm not the biggest the- fan either. It's just, just his, it's his attitude and his stuff. His attitude, his personality, like everything he about it rubs me the wrong way. He's I'm better than Brett Favre. He's better than Brett Favre. Yeah. Sorry, he, he sorry, is, to, but, sorry to burst your bubble. No, your, not in my heart. heart. Your Brett Favre. number one in my heart. He's not the right number twelve. That's my and his favorite. family doesn't even like him. Splash. I love when Splash right. puts his little notes in. He's right. That's a red <laughs> flag right. for you too. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got some names still available. So you guys want to run through your best available and where you think the best fit for them would be? 
Steven Nelson, cornerback, should go to the Jets, and the Jets should go after him. He told me straight up he wants to play on in New York. Said, told me, I don't know what the hell he thinks if I'm Joe Douglas's son or somebody. He said, tell your GM <laughs> to call me. And I said, I don't have his number, but sure. I'll try. Right um, on that. Yeah, I think I think him, you know, Sammy Watkins is interesting. I'm not I was never, you know, I loved him out of college. Uh was huge, huge fan of his. Went to Buffalo, was a little disappointing, the injuries. I still think he could help a team out like the Packers if they brought him in. I'm sure that that could work, but I guess they're not interested in that. Um, and the two tackles from from the Chiefs, something has to be up with the injuries, obviously. Or Schwartz is just not planning to play anymore. But if they were, like those two guys should have been signed already, especially with some of these, you know, tackles that are you know ending up around the league for you know swing tackles, depth tackles, guys you just bring in for whatever reason. But I mean, Mitchell Schwartz is, if not you know top three, one of the best tackles and right tackles in football. So. Um, one of those four guys can definitely play. And K.J. Wright from the Seahawks. Um, I know he was looking for a multi-year deal, a little bit older. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he ended back in, up in Seattle. And Richard Sherman, of course. So um, I know there was rumors about Sherman going to the Seahawks. That's not going to happen either. Um, so <clears throat> those are my teams. I, I guess I would watch out for, like, the Raiders, the Chargers. I wouldn't rule out, like, the 49ers bringing him back, but I don't know. Um, but those, those guys are just off the top of my head, a few guys that I would, you know, still can definitely play in this league at a high level. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm big in, I'm big on, uh, Mitchell Schwartz. I don't know if he's yeah. still not signed. There must be an injury issue there. He's one of the best right tackles in football when he's healthy. Um, Todd Gurley's still available. I know he has injury issues, but a few years ago, Todd Gurley was clearly the best offensive player in the league out, you know, outside of quarterback skill position player. And, uh, and he's uh, he he's, he still can play though. You don't you bring him in, you give him five to seven touches a game. He's a veteran. He can uh, you know mentor a younger back. You could draft a back and then bring him to to work with a younger back. I, I just think Gurley still has something in the tank. It, it's almost empty, but I like Gurley. I like and staying on that kind of trajectory. I like Antonio Brown too. AB can still play. He's a he's a workout guy. AB the guy cannot stop working out. If you follow him he's, on Instagram, he's he gonna go back it. to the box. There's yeah. no way. Nobody believes in him the way Brady believes in him. Nobody's going to take a flyer on him again the way Brady. Nobody can keep him in line like Brady can. That's right. The issue. The Bucks might not have that much money though. I mean, they, yeah, they, they've, they've paid for everything. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bucks paid Nick's salary last month. You know, I, I don't. They're <laughs> every, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but they're paying literally everyone that team. I, I mean, so I, they might that. just want to save a few million bucks and say let's let's try to save it for. You know, for if you have a bad injury, we need to sign a tackle or a guard or someone on the old line or D line. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't know if they're they're going to bring AB back. Maybe maybe AB is looking for more money too. That's mm-hmm. possible. I don't know. I think if he's if he's got any ounce of brain mind left, <laughs> go back. He there. knows. He Take knows a million that. dollar deal and go back there, dude. Yep, he knows that staying with Brady is probably his only real shot. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll probably get fined and end up having to pay two million dollars somewhere. Right. Maybe to Baltimore, that'll be a disaster. No, oh my God, that would be that would not be good. No, just get Sammy uh, Watkins and move on. <laughs> oh man, AV, what a situation that is. All right, uh, so the NFL <clears throat> draft is in a couple weeks, and we haven't really talked about it much lately, just because free agency and everything like that has been the hotter topic. Um, 
But we're going to start getting back into it because, like I said, we are only a few weeks away. So I'll, the way I broke this down is we have three little subtopics here. So we're just kind of, they're going to be shorter answers as best to our ability. We like to talk. We'll try. Uh, the first one is, I think we can all agree that Trevor Lawrence is going to be number one. How do you guys, are you guys locked in on it being Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two? Do you think it's going to be Justin Fields at two? Where do you guys stand on the top two picks in this year's draft? Because I know number two belongs to your New York Jets. <laughs> I think it is at this point going to be Trevor Lawrence and then um, Wilson. But if Fields runs and he wants to run a 4-3-40, he's, I don't think he's going to run a 4-3-40. But if Justin Fields can run a 4-440, that number two pick for the Jets starts getting a bit interesting. How do you pass up on a guy who runs a 4-440 as a quarterback, proven to be a leader, went to a big school and won big games, has a better arm than most scrambling quarterbacks, if you want to label him that. If he runs a 4-4, you know he'll get that label. So you're talking about an MVP caliber talent if he's running a 4-4 with his big cannon arm and his experience um, uh, playing at the highest college level. You have to think that the Jets are going to do their di serious diligence and not just go straight Zach Wilson. So I'm not a big, what did he run the 40 in? That's going to dictate a lot. But if you run a 4-4 as a quarterback, th that's – that's a that's a different level kind of thing. That's that's something that's that just brings you to the next level as a prospect, as a quarterback. A four four is you know you took that's Mike Vick speed right there. I'm not saying he's as agile and quick, but straight on speed. That's Mike Vick speed four four. So uh, you have to take that a little bit seriously. You can't just say oh I'm gonna go Zach Wilson. Justin Fields runs a four four. The Jets are sitting down. Joe Douglas and 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 Salenko they're sitting down and they're looking at things a bit uh, with they're looking at things with binoculars. That's for sure. <clears throat> yeah. I think both of these guys are going to crush their pro days. Like they're, they're these things are made for these guys to succeed, right? You know, they, they know the routes they want to run. They know the different kind of pocket movement that they want. So it's, it's more of a damning situation if these guys go and shit the bed on a pro day than it is if they go and have a great one. So I, I really couldn't care less. I think the medicals are for both guys too, because both guys do have, you know, some injury concerns. So I think that's what, especially in the Jets' eyes, what they're looking for, you know, tomorrow with uh, Zach Wilson and then Tuesday with, with Justin Fields is, are these guys' medicals okay? Because they didn't have the combine where they could have, you know, gotten their, you know, their, their medical information from there and gotten to see these guys up close. So it's the first time they're getting to see these guys throw the ball up close since probably their scouts attended their games in the fall and the winter. So um, it's good just to kind of get a refresher and again, to, to get the medical clearance, which is important. So, um, and that's what the holdup with the Sam Darnold trade is obviously they don't want to go and trade mm -hmm. Darnold. And then it turns out Zach Wilson's MRI or something on his physical shows that he's got some kind of shoulder injury. And they're like, well, shit, we were sold on Zach Wilson. What are we going to do? Um, that's obviously the worst case scenario. It won't happen. He'll be fine. I'm sure. Um, and both guys will have a great pro day. You know, Wilson will just air the ball out. He'll move around clean. He'll have those Mahomesian throws and those Rodgers arm angles. And Fields will run his fourth, you know, probably high four threes, low four fours. And he'll wow you with his big arm. And, and we'll have this discussion probably until the draft. But from everything that I'm hearing, we're all hearing, I'm sure, is most of the people around the league think it's Zach Wilson, too. 
obviously it's Lawrence one. Um, and then it's like, well, where's Trey Lance kind of fall into all this? Is he going to go above fields for whatever reason? Like, I think that's a, a crazy discussion that we're going to probably talk about for, for weeks too, oh, yeah. leading up to the draft. So, um, it's going to be, it'll be cool to see Wilson throw it around tomorrow. It'll be cool to see fields run and throw it. I don't think Wilson's going to run the 40. I don't think he needs to, he's not going to wow you with his speed. He's athletic enough to make plays, um, on the run, moving around the pocket that like, you, you're not worried about his athleticism, but, um, you know, he'll go out there and he'll show off his arm and so will fields and, you know, we'll be taking basically nothing out of these pro days that, that anybody really truly cares about, but it's, it's cool to see these guys, I guess. So that kind of leads into my next question, just because, like I said, we all know Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. And if he doesn't, that's going to be like the biggest news story of the draft. But with these draft, with these pro days, who needs to have a better day, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? Fields. Nick, you want to go first? Yeah, I think Fields, just yeah. because the majority of people that you listen to um, are leaning heavily towards Wilson number two. So if you know, Fields goes out there and you're just like, you know, remember Frank Sam Darnold had that pro day in the rain and everybody was like, holy shit, you know, this guy, because the concerns about Darnold was what his hands, his hands were small. You know, the arm strength was questioned. You know, he throws, throws a lot of interceptions, but he went out in the pouring rain as if it was like a Hollywood movie. He was, his hair was soaking wet. His shirt was wet, you know, and throwing you know, <laughs> dots all over the field. And he had a huge pro day. <laughs> Why does his shirt have, Why do you have to bring up his shirt? Well, it was heavy. His shirt's heavy on you. It's harder to, to move and throw, but. No, I'm saying that the, you brought the, up Jimmy Garoppolo's Bravo. behind. Now you're bringing up. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, adding, I'm building oh, up okay. the. Uh, I'm building up the the, the the dramatic scene here for the Donald <laughs> Pro Day, in which everybody was so wowed by it. But then you had the I was Browns thinking of Tebow when you Haslam. said that. Wink, wink. I know you were. You had you had Haslam <laughs> sitting in there in the stands with Donald's parents, and then what happens? He didn't. They didn't even draft the guy. So, at the end of the day, it really, truly, you know, there there's some so much more homework that they've put in. Look at Splash, man. I don't want to ever hear it again. This guy needs a raise. Um, <laughs> you know, like Darnold was probably one of the best pro days we've had in the past few years that, that we remember. By the uh, way, did you see that clip of Darnold right there? Didn't he look a little bit more buff in that clip? Bigger, yeah. Didn't Darnold, he looked bigger. He looked kind of jacked. Like he had some muscle. Yeah, he he must have. The pro day. Look at that. He looks bigger. He looks like Dude, a bigger dude. Up. He looks... He looks lean and mean. I, I don't know yeah. what's going on with him these days. I think when he got mono, he kind of, like, I don't know, he just kind of lost it. He has no, it doesn't have the volume in the body like he did there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I think he went to a bad, bad headspace under friggin' Adam Gase, too. I dude. think he so, did, too, man. I yeah, literally just, think that also. The media really ate at him. The the coverage, the negative, the the ghost shit on ESPN. All that yep. stuff really just bought, he had it bottled up, and he just never really was able to. You know the Jets didn't help in and help him, and he didn't help himself. And here we are now looking at another quarterback. But no, I, I, I mean, I think it feels just because the attention is on Zach Wilson right now. So right. that's where I'll lean. I agree with you. I yeah. think I think I like I think it's dead set one two is Lawrence Wilson. So <laughs> if well, I was gonna say I do. wants to change that. Well, I'm gonna say this though. I, <laughs> I do was at think... that game, by the way. <laughs> Zach oh, really? Wilson, sorry, Zach Wilson does have a lot to lose if he has a bad pro day and if people aren't liking him in the interview process. That two pick, there's other people in this draft. There's there's a lot of talent at the top of this draft. So it's it's not a sure thing he's going to go to. You have a lot of talent, and the Jets may say, oh, we're not convinced with Wilson. 
I would cry if this happened, but we're not convinced with Wilson. We're going to stick with Darnold. And then a team jumps up and takes Wilson or Fields, takes Jamar Chase is looking to be a top five pick. You have Kyle Pitts. You have, you, you have Panay Sewell, who, who we've spoken about in the past. Jalen Waddle's getting a lot of talk these days. Patrick Sertan. I mean, the son. So you're getting a lot of, of people that are, 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 are looking to jump up and take these talented guys. Trey Lance, I saw a mock draft today on mock draft on SI. He went fourth to the Falcons. I mean, mm-hmm. people are trying to come up into this draft and make a move. Zach Wilson has a bad pro day, and he rubs people the wrong way in interviews. He could drop a few spots. I mean, it's not a short thing. He's going second. I agree with you. I agree with yeah. both of you. I think this is the first time it's happened, but it's happening. Um, all right. Last little sub question, and then we can move on to rapid fire and wrap it up. Um, so there were a few teams that we had mentioned before in the show, one being the Green Bay Packers, um, who really didn't do a lot in free agency. So aside from them or including them, you can make a case for them as well. What team didn't do anything in free agency who needs to have a really good draft or else they're kind of just screwed? Nick, Frank, you want to take this one since Nick has gotten oh, a lot of yeah. yeah, quickly. I just I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens hadn't haven't brought in enough talent to take uh what they're trying to build off of, which is Lamar Jackson's MVP season. They haven't done anything this free agency to take them to the next level. They cannot go into next season with um, uh, their running back situation as, as it's currently constituted, with Hollywood as being your number one receiver, they're really not looking like they're, they're going to be able to compete in, in what is now a really tough division. You're looking at the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's, it's a tough division. You can't just go in and, and, and get bounced in the playoffs again, which it looks like the way their roster is currently constituted, it seems like that's, that's going to happen again. So um, – uh, you have to build off of momentum when when you have to almost strike when the iron's hot. And Lamar came into the league and set it on fire, won an MVP. And now it seems like you're trending down. You have to bring in something and do some things to, to get that spark back. And I don't think they did it this free agency. I agree with you for sure. And I think the, the Packers are in that same boat. I hate to harp on them, but like I'm pissed at them. Like I, I, I'd kill to have an Aaron Rodgers quarterback and have the problems that they have and, you know, like sitting there and not doing anything. You lost Corey Lindsley, your your center. You know, you you brought back Aaron Jones. It's fine, but you're sitting. There's no receivers being brought in. Rodgers is talking about leaving after losing a playoff game a few months ago, and you went and you didn't do anything. You didn't bring in a tight end. You didn't bring in a running uh, uh, another receiver. You brought in nobody on the offensive line. So you got to go out there. You got to get Kadarius Tony at thirty. And at 62, their second-round pick, draft Quinn Miners, the center, or another interior offensive line. You know, you get younger, you get cheaper, but you get Rodgers guys that will help him directly, not like, you know, a guard or not like a, another tight end. Tanyan's fine. They could live with him. Devontae Adams needs help too because he's only getting up there in age. He's not getting any younger, and these other guys that they have around him aren't any good. They're okay, but they're not going to be a difference maker in the playoffs when the attention is focused on Devontae Adams and we're not going to let him beat us in a playoff game. That's where Kadarius Tony, who could work the middle of the field, get him the ball in space, that yak. A player like him in that offense could be so explosive. And Rodgers has never had a guy like that where you can dump him the ball off and he makes all these insane moves and cuts and he you know, breaks a 60-yard play out of nothing. It's always been these bigger receivers. Obviously, he has these deep threats and a few of these guys like uh, Valdez Scantling and 
Uh, who's the other dude that they have that's not any good? He's the same guy. He's always hurt too in that offense. Um, I, I forget Lizard. his name. Uh, Lizard, oh, Lizard, or... yeah. I mean, he's all right. These guys are all he's okay. But like you said, if they're playing on another team, you don't even know their names. I, I forgot their names. But get a guy like Tony at 30 or even like Elijah Moore in the second round if you want to flip it and get an offensive lineman in the first round. But you got to get a guy who can make plays happen in space because you're putting Rodgers in bad spots to get him hit. If he's holding on to the ball a lot longer, let him dump it off and move. You lost Jamal Williams, who was a good pass catcher. So make something happen with Rodgers or you were going to regret it because Jordan Love is not going to come in and be an Aaron Rodgers after a Brett Favre. It's just not going to happen. He can be good. I'm not saying he's not going to be, but there's no chance he's going to be at an Aaron Rodgers level. So you got like two years to do it here and they better go and do it. I agree with you. I think it's the Packers. Um, I am tired of hearing all of these excuses as to why Aaron Rodgers can only perform in the regular season. And then once it comes to the playoffs, they just absolutely shit the bed. Um, getting rid of their center is huge. Terrible. The only real help that they've given him is yesterday. They either, I don't know if the exact word, but they either extended or restructured and re-signed Mercedes Lewis who's a big one, 45. Yeah. Oh, and Devin Tungis is coming back. That dude's been getting contracts forever, Mercedes Lewis. He must have a bunch of Mercedes, that guy. Jeez. Every time I look, Mercedes (laughs) Lewis is getting a two-year, $6 million deal. Every time I look. Unbelievable. Good for him, man. That's it. That's it. What other help does he have? What other help could he have had in this wide receiver class that they just kind of skipped over? I mean, it – Juju would have been great. Will Fuller mm-hmm. would have been great. You could even say Nelson Aguilar would have been good there. Sammy Watkins is still out there. He could help. Sammy Watkins. I would still yeah. draft Tony. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It's just I, I think, think those those two teams need need this more than anybody else. Like you can make a case for the Bears. Too. Yeah, right. Exactly because yeah, they're contenders. Yeah. You can make a case for the Bears and the Bengals, but those are bottom of the barrel teams. They're not mm-hmm. going to win anything right now, so that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Agreed. I think what the Other Packers two? are trying to do is invest more in their defense. They're literally thinking Aaron Rodgers can play with anybody. Why do we need to spend money for wideouts and tight ends and, and running backs? Um, let's draft at those positions and then we'll uh, pay our defensive players, which is what they've been doing lately. So they might just take uh, – they're doing similar to things as to what the Patriots did with Tom Brady – Towards the end, they said, oh, we don't need to bring in and spend money on offense. Brady can deliver and he's efficient enough. We're going to go and spend money on the defensive end. And it's going to tie. It's going to get it's, you're, you it's a tiresome relationship. Rogers it's going to become an, it's gonna become an issue. If the Packers if don't win, win another one, are you going to tell me that he's, yep. his career isn't a disappointment? I don't care about all the stats. I'm telling you right now, it's a disappointment. I don't care. If he doesn't win two Super Bowls, at least it's a, it's a disappointment. All I don't the regular think it's a... season accolades are all well and good. He's got mm-hmm. one, and he's been yeah. There. But it's when you have one, one, you have one though. You yeah, have one, one in my book. But if he's if he's being so many guys have one. He's being in the conversation as the greatest quarterback we've ever That's seen. True. You're telling me he only has one ring, and he's got all of these regular season personal accolades. But he's only got one ring. Something something doesn't add up here. Splash. Flacco has one and Splash, I freaking love you. By the way, one. speaking of Joe Flacco, I'm telling everyone this right now. 
This is me. I am predicting into the future. You ready? You ready for this? Joe Flacco is going to come in at some point with Philly and do similar things as Nick Foles. Mark my words. Joe Flacco is going to crush it in Philly. He is going to crush it. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know what year it's going to be. Joe oh, Flacco just- is going to tear it up in Philly. I, he he matches Philly. It's such a good match there, Flacco to, to Philly. I mean, he's like a better Nick Foles. And he was a Philly fan, I think, growing up. Yeah, he's from, he Flacco's gonna- he's from South Jersey, so he's a local oh, guy. Yeah. Flacco's going to kill it in Philly. Remember this. This is We're going to play this after they win the Super Bowl next year. And Flacco, <laughs> Flacco's hoisting it up. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I'm in a time crunch, but we can we can fit in three quick fire questions from Instagram. Right? We did that on Instagram today, you guys? Yep. Who Check out U Stadium on. on Instagram. Make sure you all like the stream, by the way. Subscribe to U Stadium oh, on yeah. YouTube and uh, and get our app. If you're not on our app, what are you doing with yourself? Best notifications in the game, best fans. Get on the U Stadium app. Splash is on there day and night doing polls and stuff. If you're not on the U Stadium app, what are you doing? Come on. It's time. What are you doing? Ustadium.com slash download. You'll either get it on the App Store or Google Play. There you go. What a plug, Frank. Good job. That's what All I right. was made to do, you what know. Those questions, Flash. What do we Instagram got? questions. What do we got? Holy cow. How do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys? Don't be biased. Uh, I, I'm happy that they signed Dak, and I think Keanu Neal is a great move, but I still don't think their defense is any good, and I don't think Mike McCarthy's any good. So I think they're the – they'll be in a wild card contender this year, possibly. Nine wins as long as Dak is healthy. That's what I think. Do you think they win that division, Nick? Because nope. I think they, they will. I th- if I, without Fitzpatrick, as long as they improve on Fitzpatrick, they will. I in love my opinion, Washington's going to have uh, uh, going to go back to their true selves. Um, and I think the I think I think Dallas had a had a nice decent off season, and I think Dak's going to come back, and they're going to want to rally and play hard around him. And I think the Cowboys will. Uh, if I had to predict, I would pick them to win the NFC East. I think oh. it's just interesting what Washington's doing. So I think it's more up in the air than a clear cut. But yeah, I just wish they had a better option than Fitzpatrick. But I think they got the best yeah. coach in the division. By far the best. Well, not by far. The Giants' defense is pretty good too. But I think they have the best defense in the division. And I love they just signed Adam Humphreys too while we were doing the show. He's a nice little yep. slot receiver. But, um, they have a lot of explosive players on offense. So I like what they're doing. All right, let's pull another one from in here. Playoff teams from each conference is a good one. That's a lot. Uh, I have it up here. I'll just I, – I think that the – I think the Titans are going to take a step back. I just – when you lose Corey Davis, they, they lost Malcolm Johnu. Butler today. Janu. You're going to put too much pressure on Derrick Henry to have to do everything. I'm a huge A.J. Brown fan also, but when you start keying in on A.J. and they're going to stack the box, who else are you going to go to? So I think they they took a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so if I had to pick another team, I would say I, I, I like the Chargers next year. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs. So if you're looking at last year's Pats playoffs. Back in. I think the Pats will – Not yet. Again, not not with back. Cam. Yeah, I don't think with Cam. But Sorry, I don't think Cam will be there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the defense is going to be really good. They always have the one of the best special team units. 
the running backs are solid. They're going to run the ball a lot. The offensive line is great, uh, and Belichick is there. So as long as it's not Cam, I think they'll be they'll be back. And in the AFC, in the NFC, um, Packers will be there. I think the Bears won't, obviously, with Andy Dalton. They'll they'll miss the playoffs. I think Washington. I think the Giants will contend. I just don't love Daniel Jones, to be honest with you. Um, I don't love the Vikings either. The Saints, the Saints, I wouldn't be surprised to go like eight and eight. I don't think they're that good either. Um, I think the Niners will be back, and I think the Rams will be better with uh, with Stafford. I think the Rams, Bucks, and Saints all take a step back. I think the Bucks, uh, the Bucks, the Bucks, they're uh, that's they didn't have a, a great regular season. That's yeah, it's that's a little, little bit of magic there. That's a little bit of momentum. People are going to know about them now this year. They're not going to say they sneaked up a little bit on some teams last year. I think towards the end of the season. I mean. They didn't take I, – I, I don't think the NFC took Brady seriously. I just don't think they – some of these teams didn't expect them to do what they did. They're going to expect it this year. It's tough to do it twice. Yeah. Um, so I think the Bucks take a step back. I do. I don't think I don't think the Rams of are – Of all the people to tell it's tough to do twice, I think Tom Brady is <laughs> – That is think true. He think he knows. However, he is 45 years old. How long is this guy going to play for? And I'm the biggest Brady fan – on no, the yeah. show, probably. Actually, no, you uh, are. But I'm the, one of the biggest Brady fans <laughs> on the app. And the I've app. been arguing all year about why Brady was more important than Belichick. And I got killed for it. Like I was committing a crime on live video or something. Like I was doing the worst thing possible. They were killing me on the app for months. And I ended up being right. Just, just Yeah, I don't think they're going to win the Super but, Bowl, but I definitely think they'll be in the playoffs. I think the Cardinals, though, Nick, will be really good. I think uh, the 49ers, who went 6-10 oh, and 10 last year, man. they'll be – the Niners will not have all the injuries. It's impossible to have as many injuries as they did last season. Yeah. So they'll get they'll be back in the hunt, I think. The okay. Cowboys will be better. They won't be 6-10. and 10. The Panthers were 5-11. and 11. The Eagles were 4-11. and 11. Those teams will be better. So I don't think you're going to have the Bucks, Rams, and, and, and Saints just running through the NFC like they did last year, I yeah. think. We got a lot of time. We have to see what, what the – we don't even, half those teams you mentioned, we don't even know who's going to be playing quarterback. You sure. know, so we still have to see after, after the draft what happens. So, a lot of time That's for that. Cute. How full? Right. Do you, it's funny. I was talking about this. This is the last one. We'll answer quick. How full do you think stadiums will be? I think it's going to be on a state to state basis, like everything is. I think you're going to see like Dallas is going to be a hundred percent. Like the Florida states are probably going to be up almost close to a hundred percent. Then you'll have states like New York and L.A. where, where it'll probably be like fifty percent. So. I think we also have to see how the summer goes with like the vaccines and everything, but it definitely won't be empty like it was last year for sure. And if you needed a little push to get a vaccine, there it is. You want to go to sporting events, getting that vaccine will help <laughs> us all be able to go back. So that's my PSA for the day. Um, I think we're done here. No, guys- not yet. I have no, a, uh, I have an announcement to, to, to the world right now. Oh, good. This setup, this beautiful setup that I've had here for oh. uh, we're 12 shows in, it will be ending, I think, maybe in a few weeks. I'll, I'll see. But uh, your boy, Frankie V, is moving to Manhattan, baby. <laughs> I am going to the Big Apple. So I will, now, I will no longer be in Astoria. It's been a, an amazing six years. I recommend anybody um, – to anybody, too, if you're ever looking to move to New York City, go go to a store you're first and then move into Manhattan because Manhattan will scare you a little bit unless you kind of got to grease the pot a little bit. So 
I would go to Astoria and I'm going to, but I'm going to miss Astoria. I, I love this place. And uh, yeah, going to Manhattan and uh, yeah, it looks like U stadium headquarters in the future. Uh, we may, may have to bring, bring the big apple back, Bree. We're going to have to do some works of magic at the, the U in, in, uh, in, in Manhattan. So uh, the U will be in Manhattan. I'll be there. Long Island city Astoria days for the U and myself are over. Well, we're happy for you. That's awesome. And yeah, now people. And I was saying maybe we're gonna we're gonna throw a we're gonna throw a company get together. So everyone in the company, I'm gonna try to get as many people that are within proximity to come to Manhattan. We'll do dinner. We'll do drinks, and maybe we'll get some users on. If you're watching the show, you want to come to Manhattan one day. Drinks are on Nick Spano. He's got the big bucks, not me. So he's. Nick Nick saves his money. I don't save. Nick, the Nick's right. hilarious. Oh, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian got uh, Brian got rid of me. I don't know. I thought it was like PT. Or no, uh, around the horn where they kick people off. I thought, yeah, I, yeah. I thought I was gone. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna throw a little get together in Manhattan, Nick's favorite place in the world, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, let me know we'll get everyone goes. together. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Do we have anything else to add before we sign off? Do we want to give Ryan to give a quick NBA trade deadline slash oh, yeah. madness update really fast? That was today. Ryan, was get your boring. face in here, boy. What are you doing? Hey, what's up? Give uh, us a quick rundown. Okay. Well, everyone's bracket is toast. That happened yep. in Oral Roberts, a 15 seed, B2 seed, a second seed at Ohio State on Friday afternoon. Um, so, hey, if you want to check out our Sweet 16 breakdown, check out the U Bracketology show. It's on YouTube. It's on all your platforms. Good plug there. Uh, Gonzaga's still alive, Baylor's still alive, Michigan's still alive, Illinois choked, all four of us had terrible predictions, Kate Cunningham sucks, um, put that in print, um, uh, Frankie's unfailable bracket, or infallible bracket, uh, Kansas sucks, Failed. They, had, they had their worst tournament loss in their history. Oh, give me a break. They got bent over <laughs> by like 40 points, so um, the USC, not, not even a basketball school, it's not like they lost to, you know, Villanova or you know, Gonzaga they lost to USC. Come on now. By 40. Colgate was winning at, or almost winning at the half. We were up yeah, in yes. the first half. We got uh, they oh, you put that on a banner. The refs, the, the refs were paid off. The refs were paid off. Yeah. yeah yes. If you turn the ball over that much, you're not going to beat Arkansas. Yeah, you're right. You're just not. So. Anything big in the Anything NBA else? today? UConn got smacked in the face, as did Ryan that was and I. Sad. Being UConn fans, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, love like how Bree goes from shots. "Oh, I'm going to become the biggest UConn fan" literally halfway through the game. She's like, "Uh, I don't care anymore." Like, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm so back to the, Illinois my college and self. The and, All yeah. of Connecticut sucks. UConn's the only hope we have being a UConn native. women are still alive. Hell yeah, Paige buckets, yeah. baby. That's yeah, doesn't win every year. Yeah, she's so freaking good. It's been a while. Really? Yeah, it's been it's since. They lost a heartbreaker to Notre Dame. Oh, I think yeah, I that was that was, that was Skyler. Skyler was yeah, there? that was Skyler Diggins. Yeah, Skyler was money. They had the one year they lost in a buzzer beater in like 2015, 2016. I think it's been four or five years since UConn won the. Yeah, it's been a while. Because yeah, what happened the, in the NBA? Women, Paige Buckets is going to lead him back. She's got this little freshman. Unbelievable. Yeah, NBA, NBA trade deadline was was wild. Uh, Victor Oladipo is now a member of the Miami Heat. That was a good deal for Miami. They're, Where did the Knicks get him? Uh, the Knicks are trying. They were trying to get Lonzo Ball, who decided to stay. 
um, in New Orleans. I don't think the deal was sweet enough for New Orleans to pull on it. And uh, so he's, he's staying. Kyle Lowry's staying in Toronto. Um, but uh, you have you have Nikola uh, Vujicic, who um, is going to the uh, – Bulls, right? Way he's going to the – the Magic sent him to the, to the, the Rocket. Bulls. No, to the Bulls. Sorry, I was reading that. The Bulls. Sorry, sorry. Um, and then the, uh, the so he got sent to the Bulls. The Rockets sent Oladipo to the Heat. Um, the Clippers got uh, Rajon Rondo. Um, so yeah, but the Bulls Lou look good Will, though. Lou Will is back in Atlanta. Can we just talk about this for a second? Oh, shit. I don't know Lemon if you guys saw my. That's not a shocker at all. <laughs> you Lou knew you wanted Will to go there. Needs to have his own private section at Magic City. He's going to be there all the time. <laughs> You're way He's too excited there. about this. Oh, I'm so happy for him. So happy for him. I Jeez, love this him. is like a Patriot-level excitement. Lou, Lou will, will always be like one of those guys that like I wish he was a Celtic just for the that sake would of work out a well. Celtic. Like you know who you guys got? You guys got Evan Fournier, the most underrated shooting guard wing in the NBA, Evan Fournier. Yes. You guys got and him. freaking oh Mo Wagner. Like – for Daniel you are defense, gonna love. Frankly. You are gonna love. Uh, who plays defense in the NBA anymore? <laughs> You're point. gonna love Evan Fournier. Okay, Trust me. You guys in Boston, <clears throat> you've been losing yourselves because you don't even know how good Evan Fournier. He's like, oh hey hey Boston, I'm pretty good. Why don't you guys Google me? Because people are like yeah, ripping no. him on Twitter. Have He's you good. Googled, have you Googled his last name? It doesn't come up with a picture of him. I've been. Are you serious? Isn't that like no an STD or something? It's yeah. <laughs> Shut up. It's it is, isn't it? Like I'm not getting that to share on our screen. Or like the male parts. So. <laughs> no way. I oh not. my God. Yeah, that's you're right. Fournier gangrene is an acute necrotic that. infection of this. Oh, that's why I tweeted that. Of the scrotum, <laughs> penis, or perineum. So I, I don't know how much you guys know about Celtics Twitter, but there's a sect that call themselves Weird Celtics Twitter, and that plays right into their hand perfectly. And like he's already loved by them because of that shit. Yeah, it sounds about Boston. <laughs> People are weird. Baseball starts next Thursday after the show. We excited about that? Yes, it does. Yes, I am. Time for my Yankees to get one. I think so too. They had a good spring. They're they're raking, dude. They hit. I hope they're as good as they were last year. (laughs) Love love Jamison Tyone on uh, in New York. He was uh, like a one of Pittsburgh's like random dude. I like Tyone too. He's come off uh, two. Tommy Johns. So I get, I get it. There's a short list of guys that have come off to Tommy, Tommy Johns and been successful, but Tyone can pitch and he's, he's in that rotation with Cole, of course, uh, two times Cy Young, Corey Kluber's there. The Yankees are going to win the American league and they will lose in probably six games to the Dodgers. There it is. No, so, don't say that. No They're Mets still love? not going to win a world series. We are no back. Mets love splash. We are back. Aaron judge oh, fixed um, his teeth. Okay. Although I wish he kept the gap. He should have like done that. that. That's He's not good luck. Officially in my book, when Frank. people have told me to fix my gap, I will not Never. do it. The gap Never. is here to stay. No, I meant to tell you that. Judge Westbrook dead has to me. it. Judge has it. You got to keep it. You know, forget Nick. this Invisalign and and doing all this. Vet, uh, what did not dentures? What's it called? Uh, uh, I should know. Veneers. Veneers. Oh. I should know that. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Nick, I have a question for you. Yes. I'm going to put you yeah, on the Yeah, DeGrom's the best pitcher in baseball by far. What? Well, duh. Okay. So the Mets starting lineup this year, guess who had the worst season last year? He had a like 102 OPS plus. So still better than average. The worst hitter in the Mets lineup. Alonzo? Just take a guess. Alonzo. 
Francisco Lindor was oh, the worst Oh, yeah, he had a down year, yeah. And he's a superstar caliber player. That's how good the Mets lineup oh, is. It is more than top to bottom. Or lead here. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about baseball next week. Well, I'll A little bit. If you want me to go in on Trevor Bauer, I will go in on Trevor Bauer. I will join I will, you. We'll never say no to that. Guy's a fucking loser. Um, all right. <laughs> it's time for Biggest us loser go. in the sport. Agreed. It's time for us I want to get him on here to call. That's why that. shows get flagged. We get an explicit rating because of because freaking Bray dropping. You're good for one. You're good for one. And shout out. No, Sorry, right. I have to put it on the podcast because if we don't put it in, app, Apple's going to shut us down. I have to say it's an explicit, yeah. and I'm like, we curse oh, one God. time on the entire show. The whole podcast is explicit. I guess whatever. It's always me too. That's fine. It's whatever. Um, yeah, we're. We're out of here. I just got an interesting DM about Larry Fitzgerald to the Buccaneers. So on that note, we're out. We'll see you guys, week, uh, guys. next week. And next week, time that's, out. That's that. Bye. Time out. We Later. Out.